0: You're gonna, you, you got this gravy train, ride it to the to the end.
1: <laughs> I do did have plenty of participation trophies.
0: I, was just, I don't know, it's my feelings. Just because you're a dick doesn't mean you deserve to die young. Uh, I hope you don't fall into a tube into the sea. May your afterlife be tubeless.
1: Yeah, uh, like when I was in high school, no one gave a shit about me.
0: <laughs> he wasn't bristling with roided out muscles and pretty boy good looks and could just like milk it for all it's worth. That is a hunky
2: teenage boy. <laughs> right, exploring the dark side, confronting the void.
0: <laughs> I did too, but I still maintain that the only reason we got them was because of butthurt boomers that couldn't handle the fact that their kids were not
2: exceptional. Back then everybody everybody had gas poisoning as children, and they ate paint. Or dinosaurs or helicopters. I didn't want a green
1: fucking ribbon. He's sensitive, yet he just doesn't show it.
2: That's why he's cool.
1: I guess I just talked shit about somebody who just died. That's kind of weird.
0: How surprisingly mature. It's so impressive. They would like digitally slime them when they got in the end zone.
1: Uh, it's always nice to see assholes get their comeuppance, I
0: suppose. You know, but uh, uh that 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 really hit me. Hit me where I live. Me too. <laughs> Bring it. Exclamation point, exclamation
3: point, end quote. We've seen it all before, so let's reload On a very special episode Of shows that suck and shows that blow Buckle up, buttercup, it's a bumpy road Going deep inside the mainframe, secret code Some of this shit stinks, some of it's gold you in the VIPs of SBTV Austin G and Dr. DB With our AT&C money Weird TV is their specialty It might be all four Or just one, two, or three Cause they're old and kinda busy So go get ready and take a peek So set your phases to download a rarity that we have bestowed Special moments no one would I show when your body holds, cause you're gonna get told. grab a drink
2: and let in a very special episode <laughs> Hello and welcome dear listeners to a very special episode full of very special gen Xers who are entirely disillusioned and deadpanned with the world. And maybe we peaked in high school, who cares, so what, maybe we didn't, maybe we've always just been mopey as fuck, and that <laughs> is our right, America. This is a very special episode, and I am your host this evening, Carolyn Main, with me, as is often, we have someone who likes to watch...
1: David Bitsenoffer.
2: <laughs> he loves to watch television, America.
4: <laughs> That's
2: a- <laughs> And we have someone else who is cursed by a ghost on the football field.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that checks out. Austin Gordon.
2: <laughs> what ghost is it, Austin?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, ghosts of football's past, I guess. I don't know.
2: That's very scary. I thought you would know a specific sportsman, but that's
0: mm. yeah. so. <laughs> The ghosts of all the Vikings failed Super Bowls. There
2: you go. That's a sports man.
0: And, and failed NFC North Championship or mm. NFC Championships to get to the Super Bowls. Mm. That's
2: got to hurt. And I, your host this evening, Carolyn Maine, Enjoy facing the void and being miserable. If that don't ring true. And if you were wondering, the show we are doing this episode is Daria Season 1, Episode 13, the finale of Season 1. Misery check, in which we learn that you can still hate somebody after they're dead, and even before <laughs> they're dead. Just kind of any time, right? Let's see. David, did you have any previous relationship with Daria, the television show?
1: uh not a significant one i mean i watched beavis and butthead i know that, and
2: there you go and this is a spin-off yeah yep
1: yep and she was on that and then it came on and i watched it and i just didn't watch it regularly or make an appointment viewing and then after sure. it's over i never went back to like watch the entire series which never meant i didn't respect it and i know a lot of people who really liked the show it's just i don't know it just didn't really happen. It's a happen, lady I, show. What's that?
2: It's a lady show. Yeah,
1: exactly. It was like a female lead. And, you know, I how am I supposed to relate to that? So, you know.
2: I just, <laughs> <laughs> well, you can relate to all the dumb jocks mm-hmm. in it, luckily. <laughs> cool
1: yeah, I can relate huh? to the jocks. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Or the nerds. Although they kept some mm-hmm. of the nerds just for Beavis and Butthead. Or you can be like an alt-90s Cool handsome man, which is a thing. We'll
4: get
2: there. Austin, do you have any relationship with Daria?
0: Uh not a huge relationship. Probably similar to David's. It was a show I although I didn't watch a ton of Evus and Butthead. Um it was a show I was aware of that I knew existed, that I knew had kind of a cult following. I'm sure I've seen a few episodes prior to this one. Not that I remember a ton about them. Um and I'm familiar with the general sort of shtick of the character that Daria sort of represents. Female Gen X, NUI in the mid 90s.
2: I thought you um, said Ennui. Do you say NUI?
0: No, Ennui is the correct pronunciation. I, <laughs> I just like saying NUI. Uh, just checking.
2: Just checking.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yes, yeah, I forget not everybody hears me say that all
2: the time <laughs> Do you um say all the time in your daily life you are uh, gen x
0: in my head when i read it it's one of those words that you read and then you hear it pronounced and you're like oh yeah that makes sense
2: sure i've done that with so many words it really makes you look like an idiot which is fun
1: for an english uh, major austin loves mispronouncing
0: words i can tell you that <laughs> that is that is, that is true that is true um so
2: disaffected and
0: wow yeah um and thinking about it, I was like, why didn't I watch Daria, or Beavis and Butter for that matter? And I think Ooh. it comes down to that I didn't watch a ton of MTV at yeah. the time. Right. Well, see, I thought
1: and about it, like, it, and it's like MTV schedules was always a little weird. Like, it never felt yeah. like you knew when it was on. It was just like, oh, I guess this is on, so I'll watch it. And
0: yeah. I think it definitely falls into that category of TV shows where if the modern, like, DVR structure existed then where you could just be like yeah record this and then watch it at your leisure (laughs) i would have likely watched it whereas to your point david like mtv sketch it's like who don't it's like you could look up the schedule online and see what shows were on and stuff and if you weren't watching the channel regularly a lot of this stuff would pass you by and yeah i think that was the case watching it now i realize that uh that daria reminds me and i mean this in 100 percent the most positive ways Mm. daria is like representative of many many women that i know of a certain age Mm -hmm. Uh, including you carolyn thank you i was
2: gonna get there you can jump
0: the gun and 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 like even just like women that i don't know personally but just like Voices that I read consistently on the internet and social media or listen to on other podcasts. Like It's just like, as I'm watching the show, I'm like, oh, she sounds just like this lady. Oh, she sounds like this lady. Oh, she also sounds like this lady.
2: She is. She's such a mood. She's so relatable. She's kind of, what, a doomer before that was a thing. She's not a boomer. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, similar to you, gentlemen. I didn't watch too terrible much of this because I did not have the I did not have cable. I wish I did. And now, you know, it's just like you can get your schmusband to schmownload things. And it's very simple.
4: <laughs> I don't know what you're
2: talking about. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where those files come from. I just watch them. I cannot testify against him. It's illegal.
0: So... I was talking about we all watched this via the brand new streaming experience <laughs> that is Paramount+. Plus. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's true. I know the brand. And that's how Paramount it. Plus.
0: It's not just CBS all access with a different <laughs> name. It's Paramount Plus.
1: It's on top of a mountain.
2: I'm putting Austin in charge of knowing which the streaming guys are. I don't I even know. know. I laugh every time I remember there's a peacock.
0: I legit up. I legit just have an <laughs> app on my phone and I look up the show and it tells me where you can like stream it or buy it and stuff.
2: Smart. You mean the orphans tell you. <laughs>
0: Yeah, they're they're cruddy old phones, tell me. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah, they're old Nokias. They're indestructible, but very outdated. So, yeah, Daria is a Beavis and Butthead spinoff, like David mentioned. And as a kid, even though I didn't have cable, I was very into Beavis and Butthead. And then Daria when I could catch it. And sometimes you would, you know, have a fun sleepover at your friend's house. I'm a lady. I had lady friends. We did that. It was fun. And they would have cable. So you would like house three Dr. Peppers and watch like six Daria's. And it was very pleasant, good ass times. (laughs) And like Austin said, Daria reminds me so much of myself and other ladies. (laughs) We actually had this episode recommended to us from a listener. This is uh, credited to Stacy Heslin Thomas. I was trying to remember who did it, and I was asking some of our other lady listeners if they recommended it, and they're like, no, but I would have. (laughs) And they, like, showed me themselves as a Daria Halloween costume, and it was great. And I feel like I could put together a Daria Halloween costume without, like, even going outside of my closet. (laughs) So she's just very us. She's very lady. She's very Gen X, and she's so pouty, and she's not that pouty, but she's, like, you know, a lady Garfield type. <laughs> she doesn't like to smile, which we'll see. She's a little bit miserable, which we'll explore. And it's nice that something so lady-focused can come from Beavis and Butthead, which I appreciate, but, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's I know. not it kind like of anything to do with femininity or a teenager's real experience, maybe. Yeah?
1: And I'm trying to think, because even when she was on Beavis and Butthead, it mm-hmm. felt like she was never really the butt of the jokes. because it was always Beavis and Butthead who yeah. just were the idiots, right? And then Right. She just would comment on how stupid they are, and then they think they were outsmarting her, but never really were, right? <laughs> like,
2: right. It's a perfect genesis of a character, because she's pretty much just a foil to their absolute buffoonery. Mm-hmm. She's a little too smart for high school, but it's not getting her happy. <laughs> it's yeah. not getting her anywhere. She's still in high school. So she just, like, deadpans how much she hated their asses. And then, and then, look, she gets her own show. And there was another character in Beavis and Butthead who was, like, their, like, um, old neighbor who would mow the yard. And that's pretty much where Hank of the Hill comes yeah. from, too, at least with Mike Judge's mm-hmm. voice acting. So
4: yeah. Yep.
2: Good for him for spawning a lot through his initial really cruddy, ugly Spike and Mike-era cartoons, which <laughs> I personally, as a cartoonist, super appreciate. Oh, this is our first Daria, and uh, maybe we'll do some other, Mike Judges later, maybe mm. we'll just do this one.
0: We totally need to do some King of the Hill at some point. I right? thought of it, and
2: <laughs> then I remembered that. this. It was close. It was close, people.
0: <laughs> King of the Hill's tough, though, because that's one of those shows that like, I genuinely like, and those, those rarely make for as good of episodes.
2: Uh, but, yeah. Uh, we'll I'm kind of on a streak of doing those, though. It's hard to just talk about shows I hate, but...
0: That is true. Mm.
2: Finish. I do hate a lot of shows, which is fun. I'm going to use the power of Daria's hate to propel me in the future. So we start off in the Morgendorfer house, which is actually pretty nice. Great and, last
0: name, too. Love that. Right, Morgendorfer. Right?
2: I was surprised to remember that I remembered that as soon as we started watching this. I'm like, Daria Morgendorfer.
4: <laughs> Just
2: cluds at the tongue. So we're in the kitchen, and she has a extra perky and extra cute younger sister, Quinn, who's like a freshman in high school, while Daria's like a junior. So Quinn is showing her super cute high school photos, and it's her smiling by a waterfall. And her business mom is very impressed, and her, her father is extra supportive and nervous, and he's kind of the um, housewife role next to the ball-cruncher mother. Yeah. They subverted that trope. And then Daria says that her photos are gray clouds in front of Chernobyl.
4: <laughs>
2: but actually, it's just her being totally deadpan, just like the title card of the show. Yeah. And her family. Well,
4: I was
1: just disappointed in the lack of actual, like, fallout clouds behind her in her picture. It's just like <laughs> a black backdrop, I think.
2: Right? That does sound pretty cool. <laughs> and you could do that these days pretty good with mm-hmm. what the green screening. And there was that HBO Chernobyl show, so it's pretty popular. <laughs> but her mother just kind of wonders why Daria was doesn't want to be cute, and Daria's just kind of like, "That's my whole deal."
1: Yeah, not smiling is uh, something I could certainly relate to. So that's a... and a... <laughs> although to be to be fair, being you know a white man, I'm not told to smile as often as say women are. That's but... true. It... it really
0: it would make your face look real pretty, David, yeah, if you just yeah, do yeah. a <laughs>
2: Yeah, and a little rouge, would it kill you? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Dave only gets rouge the natural way, which is by drinking a lot.
4: Yeah,
1: exactly. Just saying,
0: David, there's only so many promotions available, and, uh, you know, pretty faces open open doors. (laughs) Open
1: uh, a lot of doors for people. Unsmiling faces, (laughs) don't.
2: Is Austin your boss? Is he sex harassing you right now?
1: (laughs) This has gone way before we ever worked together, I can tell you that.
2: (laughs) No reason not to cash out on it here. (laughs) And then we go to the high school. And everybody is amped because former big man on campus, hot shit football player, Tommy Sherman, is going to come do a speech today, and he's going to get a goalpost dedicated to him for reasons we may or may not find out in a minute. <laughs> and the two jocks cajoling around. There's Kevin, the main quarterback, dumb guy who's hot or whatever in this yeah, who's, universe. Who's
1: always wearing his football uniform and <laughs> his pads. Not, not just <laughs> yeah, just not just his uniform. He has the pads on too. which just feels like it'd be uncomfortable at some point, right? <laughs>
0: I feel like it'd be tough to get through certain doorways, (laughs) like the stall of a bathroom, maybe? I don't know.
2: (laughs) Is that not cool, to use the toilet while you're wearing your football pad?
0: (laughs) I just, I don't know if, I feel like they're too wide for some of those stalls, I don't
2: know. He has a very wide stance, Austin.
0: Right, right?
2: And his buddy there is Michael, who's like, uh, played a little bit less for laughs than Kevin. Kevin is just a normal white dude. Michael is a black character, who's treated pretty respectfully throughout the whole thing, and... They get some talks about, you know, race stuff, doesn't really come up here, but it's nice. Daria is, you know, mostly white show, but it does have representation, and Mm -hmm. they are not the worst characters. So, that's as progressive as anything from the 1990s (laughs) (laughs) animated era. Uh, Michael kind of dunks on Kevin for being an idiot, and Kevin is so ready to worship Tommy Sherman in his new exciting
4: goalposts.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. David, does this whole dedicating a goalpost thing seem (laughs) especially ridiculous to you? Or is that like a thing high schools do in honor of of, uh, alumni, alumnus? I could see it. I'll put it that way. Okay. Okay. Like, do you think Al Bundy got a goalpost named in his honor at some point?
1: He was going to get a scoreboard in the name of his honor, I think. And right, he, I remember that, yeah. Somehow, he, but out. he wanted to blow it up because he didn't think it was in his honor, and then it was, but then he accidentally blew it up because he's Al Bundy, right? Like, I think that's... What... Right,
0: right.
2: Yep. Oh, no, Al well, Bundy.
1: I know, yeah. <laughs> somehow we went from Daria <laughs> to
0: Meredith of football, football, it was all football. makes
2: perfect sense, yeah. You know, that jock archetype. I totally always forget that Al Bundy even had a success in his life, so at least that's nice for him.
0: Four, four touchdowns in a single game. Ooh,
2: wow. He sounds perfect for being a ladies shoe salesman.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that was the whole gimmick with him. Was yeah. <laughs> Much like Tommy Sherman, his life peaked in high school. Mm-hmm.
2: You never know, Austin. Tommy Sherman could have a really fulfilling life after his gold oh, right. ceremony. <laughs> Sorry, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wait.
5: You look so happy, sweetie. i felt happy. I always feel happy on picture day.
6: <laughs> what did you pick, Daria? Black cloud swallowing Chernobyl. Daria, just once, why can't you smile when somebody takes your picture? I don't like to smile unless I have a reason. Daria, people judge you by your expression. Yes, and I believe there is something intrinsically wrong with that system. I have dedicated myself to changing it. This is it, daddy. The week of weeks. Too much hero worship isn't healthy, you know. Don't call me that. But the man is coming. The man. Tommy Sherman brought it home, bro. The state championship. Well, why name the goalposts after him? Why not the whole stadium? See, his trademark was he always wanted to run the touchdown in himself. A real team player. But he couldn't keep himself from waving to the crowd when he did it they cheer, he'd wave, and wham, he'd run right into the goalpost. What an intelligent young man. He broke his own nose twice. Then in the playoff, the week before the state championship, he scored the winning touchdown and hit the goalpost so hard, he cracked his helmet. He was unconscious for six days. The next day, he led the team to victory. Stirring, isn't it? So now the schools bought one of those new goalposts designed to break apart rather than split your skull. Why only one? Budget cuts.
2: But you know who's not impressed with Tommy Sherman and his whole deal or sports in general? Are my relatable heroines, <laughs> Daria and Jane, talking mm-hmm. mess on the schoolyard?
1: Although Jane knows all about his like exploits, though, so
0: as a football player, yeah, she does. yes. Is Daria meant to be like a new girl in school?
2: no. She and Jane, I think, are at least, you know, above Quinn. So, I would say they're, like, juniors or seniors. Okay. Because I, Cause that's, I, I yeah. got
0: the vibe of, like, she just transferred to this school and doesn't know, like, all the local legends about why Tommy Hi. Sherman is great. And then mm-hmm. Jane, who doesn't care about football either, but was here when Tommy Sherman was doing stuff, can tell her about how Tommy Sherman was great, but... It may have just been a lazy excuse for exposition. Also. I mean, to be I fair, I could.
1: If they start out. I uh, Through all four years of high school, I probably <laughs> couldn't name a single football player on our team. <laughs> That's a fair point,
2: David. <laughs> even the ones you were friends
1: with. I. I well, don't I hesitate that we to say this. I, I don't think I was friends with anyone on the football team, but I don't well, even I'm know not. that for a fact. Yeah. <laughs>
0: We also didn't go to a big high school football school.
1: Yeah, it was weird.
0: Like, the football team was not the apex jocks, I'll put it that way. What, the lacrosse?
1: We went to a big high school, relative. Right. I think a bigger high school, so it's just, it's very easy to segregate yourself into your own cliques, and so you just, if you weren't a football player, you were not hanging out with the football people, you know.
0: Right, when the, like... 25 or 30 kids that were on, you know, that participate in the football team represent like a 15th of your total high school class. It's easy enough to just not have any idea what the hell they're up to. Mm. (laughs) So I
2: forget if they started this series with Daria moving to town, and it might be because. She was in the Beavis and Butthead town before and moving them out of there, wherever it was. It was a total shithole, obviously. Yeah. (laughs) Their desolate backgrounds. So they seem pretty upward mobile up around here. Uh, And Jane would know more about the high school legend guy because her older brother went to high school with him. Mm -hmm. So she has that little bit of a reach. So, yeah, they're, they're talking about the lore. And, of course, Daria is not impressed with a motherfucking football player. And I don't blame
1: her. Well, even his, like, story, like, so they're naming a goalpost after him because when he'd break off a long run because he didn't want to pass because he wanted to score the touchdown himself, he then would wave to the crowd and then hit the goalpost.
2: With his head.
1: <laughs> yeah. Which already makes me like, this isn't somebody should should be dedicating a goalpost to, right? <laughs> like, this guy sounds like a sucky right. football player to begin with.
0: Yes, it feels like it's a testament to both his like vanity and stupidity more yeah, than yeah. anything else. Of like, He's got to run the play and he's got to wave at the crowd because he gets off on it, and then it's too stupid to pay attention to where he's going and mm-hmm. ends up repeatedly hitting the goalposts, which which of course is all meant to just underscore Daria's just not having it with this guy's fame.
1: And... Which is also a little weird because you know, as I think about it, it seems to suggest, and maybe... This is meta that like the entire game is played on a 2D plane where like any line <laughs> you take or towards the end zone will intersect with the goal post which Really, is it true? There's a lot of ways to run through the end zone and not hit the goalpost.
0: Like, <laughs> the goalpost is not terribly wide. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the amount of area in the end zone that's not the goalpost is <laughs> yeah. significantly larger than the amount is of the area. idea you did. do it
1: like once or twice, yeah, but every time I don't. But then they are <laughs> also two dimensional cartoon characters, so maybe he has no choice right, right. but to go on that it's one. True. And...
2: It's like a video game where he has to like jump over it.
1: Yeah, he
4: can't exactly. Can't go side to side.
2: <laughs> yeah, so Jane will start it in about that lore. And this guy does sound like a dickhead. And I, think, I totally forgot there were three dimensions and how easy it'd be to avoid that <laughs> <in the> cartoon <laughs> world. And, yeah, I think the biggest gist is that we're just celebrating some hotshot asshole. Yeah. Some kind of sports hubris man in some kind of sports hubris ceremony. But it won't turn out bad. No way. No way. (laughs) And Daria and Jane's friend, Jody comes along. And she's the other African-American in this school. And she's a very academic character who's also friends with, like, several social circles. She's more popular. But she also gets the wry humor of Daria and Jane. And she wants a little help with her speech. And Daria and Jane just have ironic platitudes to offer, of Mm, course. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I don't know if I'd go to Daria for, like, a commemoration of a sports figure. It Seems (laughs) like a fool's errand to begin with, but she tried.
2: Right. Someone's got to write the sports speech. What would you guys say <laughs> to honor a goalpost man?
1: Mm, what would I say? I don't know. If he's a dick, I'd be like, this dick's got a goalpost and I got nothing. This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you sound dick like time.
2: a... You're a goth kid for sure, David. You're a hard
1: No, if he was a good guy, I'd be like, you know, he was an exemplary man on <laughs> and off the field. We could all strive to show the courage and heart that he showed or she depends on what we're dedicating and who it is
2: girls can't play football on 1991 austin you got any speech help for us
0: i know i feel like to david's point if he was a dick i'd be like hey nuts! next time try not hitting the (laughs) 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 football
2: we're all in the sarcastic squad yeah take that football man and, just like that, we are about to meet him. We go back to the hallway, and the ditzy but not too terrible cheerleader, Brittany, is there, bending over for some reason. And isn't that just when Tommy Sherman walks in and totally <laughs> scams on her?
1: Yeah, this is, uh, so yeah. Tommy Sherman, He's. this is only two years out, right?
2: Oh, yeah, is it?
1: Because that's not, it's creepy, but not as creepy as it could it's be. maybe like, not
2: creepy. Criminal,
1: criminal. Yeah, <laughs> and it doesn't feel great, but I guess... Because he just looks like he's, like, 40 in this, which would just be really... Bad. Right. I, I...
0: <laughs> and I got the impression that his face was kind of mangled from the yeah. repeated goalpost mm-hmm. smashing. Like, he kind of had, to, like, crooked nose thing. <laughs>
1: and I guess we should explain, he, he just starts off saying he wants to have sex with her, basically, and not so many words, and yeah. despite yeah. her saying her boyfriend loves him and adores him.
0: Right, He's basically I mean, like a less subtle version of Matthew McConaughey from Dazed and Confused. Yeah.
2: Right, which I think had already come out, but he is totally that guy. And uh, the one facial detail, like you guys mentioned, is he just kind of has like a crook at the top of his nose, which could certainly be from all the bashing. Mm-hmm. That's a good detail. Kind and, of rocker dude, yeah. long hair. Yeah. But,
1: yeah, they lay on his dickitude pretty thick here. Like They make sure he has no redeeming qualities, right?
2: Right, and when Brittany says she has a boyfriend, didn't he hear that? He says, yeah, does he want to watch?
0: <laughs> he's Double like, I'm not to into breezy's. that, but maybe. <laughs> and then when she gets mad, he's like, okay, fine, she, he can watch. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> and Kevin is such a fan that he might he might sit there and watch still yeah, his I little mean, football epilots. <laughs> what a sad, weird night.
1: You kind of get that impression, right? Although I don't know how well he and his girlfriend communicate, so I don't know. I don't know if right. he ever really realized he hit on her,
4: so.
2: Right. They don't They don't always communicate that good. They are absolutely, like, the corny, troubled, popular <laughs> couple. Not too bright, necessarily. But they're not the most terrible. I mean, this isn't a show where Daria is, like, bullied to the edge. She mm-hmm. is, like not embraced all the time by everybody but she has enough room to be herself and the popular kids are not that into destroying her although sometimes they shit on her because you know why wouldn't you
0: mm-hmm. but well and i get i get the sense and i could be wrong about this that she's a character who gives as often or nearly as often as she gets mm-hmm. in terms of like you know there's other kids that rank on her but she dishes it out right back at yeah. them a fair amount
2: exactly yeah she's She's no victim. She's got a sharp tongue, although it's always delivered slowly and steadily.
0: <laughs>
2: and then Tommy continues to just big pimps strut through high school like a total creep because he's either two or 30 years too old. To be <laughs> <doing this. laughs> he runs into the jocks and Kevin does some adulation and Michael counsels him out of it, more or less.
1: Yeah, and this is where we learn his middle name is, or Michael's middle name is Jordan. Which is right. named after his dad went to a Bulls <laughs> playoff game. And then... It's a
2: little sad for him. You, know? <laughs> you don't want to be just named after Michael Jordan from Space Jam.
1: Acts like it's the worst thing in the world. And I'm like, eh, it just is what it is, I guess. I don't know. I don't know if it's worthy of making fun of, I guess. But
2: Yeah, he says, don't let your dad it... go see a Whoopi Goldberg movie. Yeah, which I didn't
1: quite get, but it uh, would... would He'd be named Whoopi Goldberg then. Is that the idea?
0: Or would his middle would his <laughs> middle name be Goldberg, which would be weird but not immediately yeah. apparent as to where it <laughs> came from? And Michael Jordan is like the greatest basketball player of all time. So why is it a terrible thing to be named after him? We
1: can all I agree think. it was at least okay. vaguely racist.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is true. Yes. Which was then piled on by like, don't let him go see a Whoopi Goldberg movie. Uh. <laughs> but,
2: but so let's be real, nobody else has ever been named Whoopi, and they never will again. <laughs> you
0: just yeah, can't I know. Do that. Yeah, yeah.
2: Lover, hater, and you know, it goes from movie to movie for me. <laughs> <laughs> there will never be another Whoopi.
1: And who's the jock, Kevin? Is that his name? Because
2: mm-hmm. he
1: gets shit on, but he just doesn't even really notice, right? Because he's not the brightest. Right. Well.
2: Yeah, he's not the brightest, and he has too much hero worship for the, his jock predecessor. So he doesn't even know he's being insulted. So he yeah. keeps trying to laugh along until mm. he's like gets told to stop laughing. Uh,
1: yeah, Tommy's like, "I'm insulting you. Why aren't you getting this?"
2: Can't even get a good proper beef in this high school. Everyone's <laughs> pretty nice. Everyone's pretty nice. And then we find Daria and Jane. They finally confront the big man on campus, Tommy Sherman, too. And Daria's been overhearing Tommy scam on britney and talk shit on michael and be mean to poor sweet dumb kevin (laughs) so she already hates his ass Mm -hmm. and uh they have to confront him because tommy is straight up leaning on her locker and he thinks they're just coming up to be groupies so then he evaluates and rejects them jane a little less than daria (laughs) (laughs) and they pretty much hate his ass
1: yeah yeah like i said they laid on thick they, they they clearly want you to hate this guy and they succeed in that so that's
2: they do and um, maybe they have to hurry because for no reason but he does not have all that much screen time
4: because
2: mm-hmm. right after they get him to move off the locker and he leaves they talk so much shit on him which is like also relatable when you think your best friend and you do are the best at is talking shit on people <laughs> and it's justly deserved and they hate tommy so much and they just kind of can't wait for him to die
1: yeah they say i forget what they say exactly yeah. about why they want him to well i mean not why how they want him to die but but they basically right. say they hope it's soon right
2: right And this is like one of the briefest cases of foreshadowing I can think of. Because two full seconds right after that, there's some screaming and an off-screen death. And just as soon as we're wondering what's happening, a very helpful student character says, Tommy Sherman's dead! He ran into a goalpost, he's dead! Ah."
1: Yeah, so the goalpost fell over on him, and it was... So, in my college... And this was actually like two years or three years after I graduated. But basically the team and my, the football team did not win very many games and they did win a game. The students celebrated on the field and tried to take out the goalpost and then it fell on an actual student, I believe. Whoa. And like, yeah, and he died.
2: David, I didn't even ask if you've had this experience. You've had this experience. Well,
0: I
1: hadn't, but it was actually
0: <laughs> instead instead of asking what's your relationship with Daria, we should uh, have asked what's your relationship with people I dying well, via goalposts. You know, like, yeah. And,
1: well, it's weird because I was watching it alone, but I know Lauren like actually knew the kid because she went to the, she was oh, at college at the same shit. time, and he was not a dick. He was a, like a friend of hers, <laughs> and it's just. Oh no, because I want to call him a day, and so it, it created an air of weirdness for me. For the,
0: for it's, it's a it's a very specific like content warning that you would not expect. Yeah, to exactly. Have to work and
1: on and to be fair, it. like I said, I was not really involved in it, so it wouldn't have affected me the same way. But it was like a, huh, I don't think it's as funny to some people as it would be that like the <laughs> and I get the irony slash coincidence that they're trying to explore. And to be fair, they did. This show really doesn't make light of his death as much as you think it would.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: In that the rest of it is more of an exploration of the fact that he's a dick, but then he also died. And what does that mean? And people are sad and all that. So um, it was done better than you than it could have been, where it could have been just uh, the butt of a joke. Which, right. I, yeah, it was just, it was weird for me. I'll put it that way. Which, and I understand that That's it wouldn't be incredible. for most people.
2: I if, if I think if you didn't have this experience happen to someone you know, David, you would be the one who would be like, "That's unrealistic."
4: Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> right? You'd be the one digging them for the
0: illogic you know, of this happening. Mm. I'm
2: glad you said so before one of us did, because we might have done that too. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, okay. Well, R.I.P. that person who we didn't know, but David knew a little. And I didn't really wow. know
1: either, to be fair, okay. but, yeah, but Lauren knew.
2: And it's too bad that I'm inclined to think he was a dick, just because of, <laughs> just episode. of this episode. I guess we're learning that not everybody who dies from a goalpost is a dick, yeah, but correct. they might be. Uh,
5: It's my responsibility to kiss the butt of some jack getting a goalpost named after him. Hey! Leave me alone, chicks.
6: Yeah, chicks.
5: Hello, beautiful.
3: You're Tommy Sherman.
5: You know your sports.
3: My boyfriend worships you.
5: That's great. Listen, they're putting me up at the Longdale Manor, why don't you and I head back there, order some champagne, get horizontal, and you can find out just how big a hero I am. Didn't you hear what I said? My boyfriend is your biggest fan? What are you telling me? He wants to watch? (coughs) All right, all right, he can watch. I'm Kevin Thompson. This is Michael Jordan McKenzie. We call him Mac. Michael Jordan McKenzie? Why are you (laughs) laughing? Um, why are you? (laughs) I'm just picturing a scrawny little guy like you and getting your butt kicked every (laughs) week. Oh, yeah. That's funny. (laughs) No, it isn't. Pleased to make your acquaintance. Yeah, make sure your father doesn't go to any Whoopi Goldberg movies. (laughs) Excuse me. You're kidding, right? You think I'm gonna talk to you? you maybe
6: perhaps after i vomit on your shoes <laughs> i don't want to talk to you yeah right you said excuse me you're on my locker do you know who i am tommy sherman I'm- congratulations you must have worked very hard to become such a colossal jerk so quickly you know what tommy sherman's
5: gonna do now he's gonna go out onto the football field and check out his new goal post He's gonna read the plaque and think about all the people who admire him. But you wouldn't know anything about that. You're one of those misery chicks, always moping about what a cruel world it is, making a big deal about it so people won't notice you're a loser.
6: Well, but he likes you. That doesn't bother me. What bothers me is that that jerk is gonna be treated like a hero for the rest of his life. Well, maybe he won't live that long. Come on, you know wishes don't come true.
5: Oh my God! The goalpost fell. Tommy
2: Sherman's dead. He's dead! <laughs> la 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 la. So yeah, that is a commercial break. Wrap on Tommy Sherman. He is <laughs> dead. Everyone's sad. He was a hero. That was his new goalpost. Uh, and the thing was, it was a special breaking safety goalpost because yeah. of his propensity. And I suppose that might have done him in. Like, why did it kill him this time instead of not before? Mm -hmm. Is it because it broke?
1: Well, I mean, now I feel like we're really dissecting. I assume it's because it it wasn't like, like it would break away if it was like planted in the ground. But I don't Mm -hmm. think they've actually like installed it yet. So it's just kind of sitting (laughs) up against the wall. He hits it and then the whole thing falls on him. As opposed to him walking into wow. it and it like breaking away, but yeah, I probably put more thought into it than the show did. So. <laughs>
2: he he just has like a magnetic head for running into that goalpost. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's like yeah. a moth
2: with a lamp. You cannot mm-hmm. keep him off it. It wasn't even up, and he just clanged right to <laughs> his desk. He
1: just can't help it. It was destiny. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sad. So we're in the auditorium, and the principal giving a either touching or ironic speech, depending on how you feel about it. She <laughs> says a lot of great stuff, pretty much including that, make it your goal to hit the goalposts of the world hard. R.I.P. <laughs>
4: Try not to die.
2: And the students are all watching it, and Kevin, the sweet dumb jock, is just racked with grief.
1: Yeah. and He's
2: crying so much that Brittany's kind of embarrassed by him.
1: Or just... And probably embarrassed by it, but also, like, she didn't like the guy because her only interaction with him was him trying to get in her pants and being okay if her boyfriend watched. So, she probably wasn't feeling sad, and that probably creates a weird feeling, too.
2: Right, Right, and that's where we start to confront this. What is it when someone dies and you hate them? Can you hate them? (laughs)
4: Yes.
2: Are they dead? Yes. Is that good? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Situation resolved. Yeah.
1: Yeah, with Tommy, it's tough because he—he really did seem like a sleaze. And then, like mentally, for me, it comes back to like, an hey, you're gonna feel how you're gonna feel. And I think you shouldn't have to apologize for your feelings. Like, you shouldn't force mm-hmm. yourself to be sad about something or not. But then when you val—like, if you're just looking at it logically, is like, was Tommy's behavior? Uh, something that should be punishable by death. I I don't know. I mean,
4: well,
2: God said yes. <laughs>
4: yeah, but <we're> just <laughs>
1: God. That, that's true. And I'm like, I, I would say from what we saw, maybe the death penalty is a little harsh. But then you feel like this is what we only saw like five minutes in, in, of interaction, and he was a complete asshole and like douche and like is nearly sexually assaulting every woman he sees, and you're like. I'm sure there's been worse in his life, too, right? (laughs) That we just didn't see. true.
4: Right.
2: And this is a universe with Beavis and Butthead, so we know there's, like, ostensibly worse people out there (laughs) being more dangerous and yet Mm -hmm. surviving. So, is it fair? No. It's a freak accident, and God can be cruel, you know, Mm quote-unquote God. People die. People die for not good reasons, and it is fucking sad, even if you hate them, maybe.
4: Yeah,
1: sometimes. I mean, it depends on the person. I mean... I'll be fair. There are some people who have died that I'm not sad about, and
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> And I will say, my modus operandi is usually just not to say anything because it's like no one cares what I have to say anyways. Like I, you know, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just a rando on Twitter. I don't think I need to eulogize any celebrity who dies. So usually I just keep my mouth shut in I mean, general about everything. No one
0: cares what most people on Twitter. Are I know. I know. Say. I know. I just have a...
1: <laughs> I'm just saying, I also know that's true of me, and that kind of dictates me, like, Rush Limbaugh dies, and I don't feel the need to evaluate it. And in, and I think in his case, I'd just say that I feel like he very tangibly made the world the worst place, so it's mm-hmm. tough to really feel sad about, I'll put it that way. And right. and whenever you say wishing death on someone, it's very harsh, so I don't, you know, we can go a lot of different places with that. But I feel like we there's also somebody who died recently that we haven't talked That's about that we should. True. Which is... Time. Which is the Screech Man, Dustin Diamond.
2: R.I.P. to a real one. Who when you we said were... eulogizing a celebrity on Twitter, I'm like, oh, that reminds me. <laughs> yeah, I
4: did enjoy
2: <laughs> eulogizing Dustin Diamond. You know, we love to hate the Screech, but Dustin Diamond was just a child actor.
1: I know. It's tough because we were harsh on... Dust and Diamond, so mainly far. for his for his Screech <laughs> character, and, and then the like
2: pornography that we made he, us yeah, But then
1: his autobiography, and, and I'll just be a little real, and I'm not trying to like speak ill of the daddy here, but sure. he came off as pretty much like a uh, kind of a douche. And I don't know if he got better in his old age or if it was just a persona he was putting on or what and then he, he
2: didn't even get that old. He was what, like, forty
1: yeah, two. I mean he was just know, a couple exactly. years
2: older than any of us. Yeah, I think he was
1: like forty four when he died. But I mean I guess another way God. to put it is like, eh, he didn't seem like someone I'd wanna like hang out with, but that's not really something you celebrate the, a person's death over either, right? Like I think it was
0: Right. Right, right.
1: Sad enough. I mean I I probably don't get as sad about celebrity deaths as other people just for various reasons probably because I'm partially a sociopath but also it's like...
4: There you go. I didn't
1: <laughs> really know them so I don't know. They're, like I, I don't celebrate death. I don't find glee in it. It's just, I don't know. People die and it sucks.
2: Death does suck. It is an eventuality. We mm-hmm. all have that in common. Hopefully a lot of us get a nice full life. It is always sad when people die young and I'm old now. That I think forty-four is young. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> and Tommy Sherman was younger than that. He was eighteen or twenty, and that's sad if he was real. Austin, will you got any words on the D Man? Yeah. R.I.P.
0: Um, I mean, it is. It's it's complicated <laughs> because because he is like he. Do, it doesn't seem like he was a very good guy, but he also seems like not that wasn't entirely his fault Mm -hmm. but then there are certain things that like you you get brought up in a certain environment and you're treated a certain way and you respond to that in a certain way and that's not necessarily your fault but then at the end of the day i mean the buck stops here like it's your
4: Mm -hmm.
0: no matter how what experiences you have you're the one making the decisions to do the kind of things that you did and so it's hard you know you sympathize but it's hard you don't want to excuse some of the shitty things that he did, and then you get into the whole question of like there's legitimate questions about like how much was real in that biography. Yeah. How much like both in terms of like how much was like just straight up made up by a ghostwriter and um writer not writer, which would be cooler.
2: Um, <laughs> I hope Ghostwriter does my autobiography.
0: Right, me dying. too. Me too. Um how much was just like flat up made up and how much of it was like Dust and Diamond perpetuating a persona and like Mm -hmm. fanning the flames of like a true incident into something like weirder or grosser Mm -hmm. to feed into that persona or to generate sales and to generate talking and you people talking about it then well why would you want to do that because of this fucked up environment that he grew up in and yeah it's just it's it's all just very very complicated Mm -hmm. and it was you know it was difficult to just even decide like how i felt like Mm-hmm. to your point david you you don't wish death on on anyone like that um but at the same time like i didn't want to just like jump out and be like oh my god it's so sad gone too soon because he wasn't you kind of seem like a dick too <laughs> like yeah. but at the same time, i don't want to be like yeah he's dead he deserved it because like just because you're a dick doesn't mean you deserve to die young of like a right. terrible disease yeah, like we it's, don't it's even very know. yeah it's, it's tough it's just it it is it's tough it's and a some of this situation. is
1: we just from what we've read or seen about him we think he's a dick we don't even know if that's true right or was right. he a right dick at the end of the day some of the time because i'm a dick yeah. sometimes too so it's not like i'm immune lot. to it and i feel right. like sometimes these celebrities i well just people celebrities who die are either just known for their greatest or worst things they've ever done and we're all more complicated than that, and so uh, it gets difficult, right? Yeah, like, I
0: mean, it's one of the things where it's, like, you know, we think of Dustin Time and we think of, like, Disney Finger. Yeah, We but, <laughs> do!
2: That was his huge branding. It was terrible and amazing. But
0: then at the same time, like, for all we know, this is a guy who made a point to, like, call his mom every week yeah. and, mm-hmm. you know, make sure that she was doing okay. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm not saying, that, like, sure. I mean... Yeah, this is where you get into, like, good place shit of, of like, what is, like, how much good is, how much is mm-hmm. good worth relative to how much is bad worth and how does the scales balance well, it just, on It's, like, there's just things you just don't know about people. Well, yeah, public. but even
1: beyond that, like, right. if he helps, like, an old lady across the street, that doesn't make news. He gets into a bar fight, that's in the news, and that's all we see, so he just... Right.
2: Stabs a right. guy on New Year's. Yeah, yeah, I I was surprised by the amount of feelings I ended up having several tweets in a row about Dust and Diamond mm-hmm. actually, and I didn't expect to. I tried to be cynical and cool, like Daria or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but I realized like we spoke so much shit on him, and <laughs> it was mostly on Screech. Really, the man up in heaven. It was Screech, okay?
0: But... Right, and even shitting on Screech isn't. shitting on Dustin Diamond because he was just reciting the lines he was given by shitty hack writers. (laughs) I don't dare you say
2: that about Peter Engel. (laughs) Um, The D-Man. He ended up, you know, leaning into the villain persona in Mm -hmm. the reality show Spheres to extend that fame a little bit. He was... He was never held up in the way he was as a guaki child actor, and that's a terrible place to peek. And he wasn't right. hunky like anybody, everybody else on Saved by the Bell* was. So he was always this outsider. But
1: yeah, and even on the he, show, know, he was like two years yeah. younger, so he was like ostracized yes. for that, and you know, yeah, and
2: other reasons. And you know, I think I he got know. kind of burnt and then leaned into it, right? And that mm-hmm. doesn't mean he should die so young. I wouldn't wish that oh, on yeah. yeah screech or any nerd from saved by the bell mm-hmm. terribly cruel but um he did his thing and he made an impact and he gave us a lot of material mm-hmm. and we will owe him and the screech was an amazing character i love to hate him or
0: whatever but yeah. he yeah, left his mark
1: i mean, you don't, mark. You don't I mean to your
0: point david th- there are there are some people who when they die it's pretty easy to look at and say they they did more harm than good in their life
4: mm-hmm.
0: and there's some people th- to look at it it's pretty easy to say they did more good than harm in their life but most people it's a little mm-hmm. bit of both and it's mm-hmm. hard to tell exactly where it is and i think dustin diamond is definitely one of those where it's just it's hard it's just hard to say that like you know
1: yeah i mean which, I which
0: think... side of that equation came down on versus someone say like rush limbaugh where it's pretty easy right. to run the head Run that calculus and come to a conclusion.
2: (laughs) The only people I actually hate that much are, like, political. (laughs) And I will say about Dustin Diamond, you know, he had some, like, bar fights and whatever Mm. and some bad reputation stuff. But then we did have a friend of a friend who was a listener of a show. And they knew one of the kids who was in the infamous, it appears, Disney squad. (laughs) They had a picture of of like these little tiny teen <laughs> boys. One of them was Dustin Diamond. They're looking very adolescent, like fourteen and twelve mm-hmm. or something. And this kid was like gay in high school and got teased a lot in middle school when Dustin knew him. He was like dating this guy's friend. And he said Dustin was very nice. And they had so All much right. fun at Disney. And they're looking very cute. Actually, Dustin's pouting in the photo. So maybe he was an angsty Daria type when the camera stopped, too. (laughs) And this really sweet little gay kid that he was very nice to. Mm -hmm. So we know from somebody who knew him that he was loved. And that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm sorry. I hated the character Screech so much. That's not Dustin's fault. (laughs) I'm sure he was just a complicated dude whose gravy train stopped. The, The entertainment industry is terrible to children. And character actors, you really have to carve your niche if you're not pretty like mark paul gosler so right i mean it's
0: mm-hmm. like people including uh, yeah. Yeah. give him a lot of crap for like
4: sure, oh, did. sure did he's sure
0: he's you know he's the one that stuck around and did you know save by the bell the new class like everybody else moved on to to other things it's like it's probably the one because what the fuck else was he gonna I do know. yeah exactly
4: like, he
0: wasn't you know he wasn't bristling with roided out muscles and pretty boy good look that <laughs> could just like you know hop on to some other other project it was like yeah man you're gonna you, you got this gravy train ride it to the you know yeah to the end right it for all it's worth
2: i can't begrudge him that or when he beat up horschach it's pretty
4: funny <laughs> <laughs>
3: 90s go, bass at highs, run my Zach, let's chill out at the max. Giving, building, panic attacks, and eating all my snacks. As I lay a wicked night, am waste of my life?
5: Oh my! What a moment! It made me realize that I'm just a worm. To... Ah. Wow. I don't know what to say. Oh good, we don't have time to hear it. <laughs> oh oh <my. laughs>
2: out to the d-man you're yeah. a real dude you lived a life you gave us so much material mm-hmm. uh, i hope you don't fall into a tube into the sea <laughs> <laughs>
0: may your afterlife be tubeless yes yes,
2: yes. Are <laughs> only like cool tubes tubular yeah there we go <laughs> so yeah that's us unpacking that finally i guess everyone was waiting
1: <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't know if it was satisfactory man. all of us didn't want to see him go. I guess would be no, right,
2: not right. not this young. Yeah. It, and it reminds us of our own mortality. Oh, and, yeah. oh my God, it exists. How terrifying! And you know who else feels that way is Kevin the Himbo. He chases down Daria mm-hmm. and has her tell him how it is to be miserable all the time because she's already miserable all the time. Mm-hmm. And she kind of tells him that you just kind of handle it or whatever, and points out that he might be feeling his mortality because of how similar Tommy Sherman is to Kevin. And Kevin doesn't really get it, so he walks away.
4: Yep,
1: <laughs> just a, <laughs>
2: really makes you think. He really have. makes you think. <laughs> that's what Kevin says and, and we'll find I think that this is
1: where I get the weird and maybe this is just because you know. I think their high school either is small or at least we only know a few <laughs> of them in there but it's like it's
2: convenient in a yeah. weird way
1: like and she even mentions this at least in this p- specific instance but it's like Daria is kind of popular because everyone knows who she is and like will bring her up and I'm like I feel like the true outcast in high school like just nobody even knows who they are like
0: yeah she's like right. the- I guess lowercase p popular and like yeah. the clinical definition of the term, meaning like people know who she is. Yeah, and,
1: and will like seek her out if they think there's something right. they can gain from her. Whereas, like when I was in high school, no one gave a shit about me. <laughs>
4: That's not true,
1: David. Some <laughs> of us gave a shit about you. You did, Austin. You're right. Aw, <laughs>
2: uh, Austin, is David sexually harassing you? <laughs> <laughs> That's friendship, guys. What's true of <laughs> friendship? Yeah, that's true. The opposite of love isn't hate, it's indifference. And what yeah. about all those nobodies who aren't even in this high school? Mm-hmm. We didn't hate Dustin Diamond, we were just not indifferent. <laughs> <laughs> No, he was a real guy just like maybe tommy sherman was but tommy sherman was a huge asshole
1: yeah all we know of tommy sherman is what this show has showed us and that's he, he is an asshole right off the bat right and sh- very shameless about it which means what is he shameful of that he hides from people and what has to be even worse right
2: right if he is even interesting enough to have secrets yeah
1: yeah <laughs> we'll never know and
2: that's pretty much how Brittany feels in this very small high school she gets daria immediately after her boyfriend and has much of the same problems
1: yeah well her problem is she thinks he's a dick so she's not okay. really that sad that he died but a little bit sad but then she's sad that she's not as sad which all actually like the way they frame it is her kind of being ditzy, but it all makes what it of bad way. No, right? I felt like it, it, was, was it was a very legitimate, yeah.
0: yeah, very relatable feeling.
2: Right? Is it bad that I don't feel bad? hmm And no, it's good, because you're nice <laughs> to try to feel bad. That's, yeah. <laughs>
4: that's
2: the best you can do sometimes. Until you digest your feelings, and mm-hmm. then tweet a little too much about it. That's one option.
1: Well, that's where, like, like I try, yeah. I guess we kind of said this, it's like, you shouldn't fake your emotions, or try to feel a way that you don't feel sometimes it just comes down to having some sort of decorum with other people who might be feeling differently instead of like i trying to convince them that they should feel a different way than they feel too right Mm -hmm. like if somebody's sad you let them be sad even if you're not sad about the same thing right
2: And this episode kind of touches on it more later but Mm -hmm. if you can't say anything nice then don't say anything at all because Maybe that person will die and you'll feel bad. (laughs) Maybe you have a whole podcast talking shit on someone (laughs) and then they die. Wouldn't that be bad?
1: That's true, but sometimes people need to be shit-talked, too. I'm not sure Dustin Diamond needed (laughs) as much as we gave, but there are people in the world that, you know, you shouldn't stay silent, and, you know, sometimes you got to let people know how you feel.
2: Screech had it coming.
1: I know, yeah. The character Screech was awful, and we can all agree on that, but...
2: Love
1: some. Perhaps there's some, some spillover time. to Dust and Diamond. We gave a little too much to. So.
2: Really makes you think. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, rule of threes Daria is next hallway accosted by Mr. O'Neill, who is their sensitive, high strung teacher. I think he teaches English or something. And he also needs Daria with her blase ennui, inui <laughs> to console him about how it is to feel bad because she always feels bad. Oh, we should say, we foregoed this, when Tommy Sherman was talking shit on Daria and not hitting on her, he said she was pretty much a loser because she's the misery chick.
4: Oh, yeah. He knows
2: that type. And she's always going to be miserable. She's miserable in high school so she's going to have a whole life full of misery starting from there. It was yeah. a sick title drop, y'all.
1: <laughs> yeah, and she she brings that up again and part of me, she is just like, I don't care what he said, but he's a dick. And I'm like, I feel like what he said may have hit a little closer to home than she wanted to admit. <laughs> like like right. I think he touched on he a did few roast things. Mhm. Yeah. I was good. Oh so when she when the like teacher comes up to her, she was like writing in her notebook or diary or whatever it was and he's yeah. like, "What are you writing?" And for whatever reason that just felt super intrusive to me like How mortified I'd be if I was ever writing something and a teacher is just like, what are you writing? Assuming I I was just like in the hall or something and not like in class writing when I shouldn't have been or whatever. (laughs) Like just some teacher casually wanting to know what I'm like thinking or writing. I'd be like, yeah, it's it's none of your business. Right,
0: exactly. (laughs)
2: Look over David's shoulder. It's like some hieroglyphic drawings of some very freaky (laughs) comings and goings of stick figures. (laughs)
1: Probably not stick far off, experience. but it's usually stick figures fighting each other. Oh okay. it, it didn't get that racy.
2: And then the next page though.
1: Yeah,
4: yeah. Maybe. Victors <laughs> really got
2: blossomed Sam.
4: <laughs>
2: yeah, it does come off as creepy, although I do remember in high school I had some teachers who were like, What are you writing? But I think that they were it was a study hall and I was just, I don't know, no, my no. feelings. <laughs> the teacher was like so just happy that a student was writing things down <laughs> that they were really nice to me so <laughs> it was nice it was a lady mm. so she wasn't like intimidating so that was nice but it could definitely be creepy and he comes off a little creepy of course because he's just like i'm sorry i need you to counsel me too i'm the teacher <laughs> but how do you sad how do you sad and he talks about the dark side and how Daria, that's her thing, right? Exploring the dark side, confronting the void. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that's where she drops Star Wars. She's like, are you talking about Star Wars? Yeah, chuckle
4: me. Star
2: Wars. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Austin felt it. Austin loves Boss Nass.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Boss Nass didn't exist yet when this came out. <laughs> yeah,
0: He was just a a a dream in all of our subconsciousness at this
2: point. (laughs) It was a twinkle in Lucas's taint, Uh, (laughs) sparkling.
1: Uh, I was gonna say, I assume the show touches on this a lot, but it's like, it's also. Yeah, I'm
0: sure it does. She Darius is a relatively
1: serious person who doesn't smile a whole lot, but then everyone just equates Mm -hmm. that to being depressed or sad all the time, and it's like. Just because you're not s- smiling doesn't mean you're sad or depressed. It means there's nothing to smile about, which she mentions once, but then, like, y- y- there, there is something, there is moods between happiness and sadness, right? Like, like it's not a binary choice.
2: That's true. I do like to let my face go totally slack, but then as soon as I'm in a social room, I will, like, really just paste on the smile, and then it just it makes me smile more or just feel like a little bit happier, especially mm-hmm. if I'm like in a work situation where I'm getting paid to be in service or whatever. Then it's just like,
0: yeah, oh, yeah. Great time, <laughs>
2: motherfuckers, but then catch me backstage. Who fucking knows? I might
0: just be slack. Mm-hmm. And of course, yeah. David, the best part about the, uh, moods existing on a spectrum and not just a binary, like good mood, bad mood kind mm-hmm. of thing. Happy, sad is that, uh, if you're not happy and someone calls you on it, there's no way for you to defend yourself that doesn't make it sound like you are in a bad mood. <laughs>
1: yeah, you can't just be like, "I'm not happy, but I'm not sad. I'm just I don't know. <laughs> like, like, oh, I'm so the crabby. Right like, I'm, I'm not like... crabby. Well, it sounds like you're crabby.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, just, I'm not."
2: <laughs> Hormonal teenagers. Mm. So yeah, Daria kind of counsels Mr. O'Neill too, but just a little bit, and really makes you think. That's what everybody said at the end of these and daria is getting pretty irritated uh (laughs) a being seen as a professional pouty person and b being put in a place of support for other people because who does she get to confide in
4: Mm -hmm. right who cobbles
2: for the shoemaker and then you know usually she's got a really good friend jane but jane is seeming suddenly somewhat distant Mm So, yeah, Daria <laughs> asked Jane if she wants to hang out and get some pizza. And Jane says, no, she's going to go running. And so Daria doesn't have any homies right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Is Commercial Jane someone train. who runs often or is this an obvious excuse?
2: I think she runs often enough. Fine. I kind of forget it. I'm trying to picture her in a different outfit, right? They do the cartoon thing where they primarily 90% of the time have yeah, their own wardrobe.
1: Half the reason, like, Kevin's always in pads, right? Is just because it's just <laughs> <Yeah>. for budgetary. <laughs>
2: right isn't taken off i'm pretty sure i've seen jane in some kind of athletic uniform i forget mm. if she does a sport i think she does i think she does jog a little bit but it's obviously Daria can feel the put off immediately
1: i mean yeah, everyone in this show is rail thin so i assume they're all running marathons but that's
0: just <laughs> 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 yeah you're just wondering if it's the uh, equivalent of i have to wash my hair yeah
1: exactly
2: it kind of is because they're on a split phone call in the next scene, and Daria's trying to confide in Jane, and Jane's there, but Jane also has to go wash her hair pretty much. Still gonna go do that running. Go for a long run off a short pier. <laughs> and then Quinn comes into Daria's room, and that's one more person who needs just a little bit of counseling.
0: I, I did like what Darius says. Do you need help filling out your picture order form? <laughs> it's spelled Q U I N.
2: Who can't you be mean to if not your little sister?
0: Right, I wanted to say, I mean, Darius one of those shows that, that, you know, by design its its humor is more like, you know, droll and yeah. and uh, and low key or everything like that legitimately did make me laugh. <laughs>
2: right. Perfect delivery for it. I want to see Garfield and Daria just, like, hanging out in really low energy.
1: Man, it, must, it might get really dark on Mondays then, right?
2: <laughs> right? Eat
0: lasagna, ragging on Mondays. Like,
2: full-on heroin depression. I feel like they would really get into heroin too fast.
0: <laughs> Don't even get Daria started on normal. <laughs>
2: Oh, and Daria does one brief channel surf, and she comes across the show that her and Jane watch all the time and be depressed Gen Xers, A Sad Sick World. It's a scary eyeball, and it shows things that are sad. So shout out that show, which I think (laughs) would be another real hit if it came out today, very ahead of its time. Then we're back at the kitchen table. We are talking with the family, and Quinn is talking to her business mom. And she's got a great idea to have the fashion club do a fundraiser for a new goalpost, even though that new goalpost is still the same goalpost that would kill <laughs> a goalpost doc <jock, laughs> such as Tommy Sherman. But it's the thought that counts.
1: Mm-hmm. You do what you can.
2: So Daria is sick of counseling people and she could use a homie. She goes to visit Jane Lane at her house. Jane's not there. But guess who is? It's her honky brother. Woo.
1: Is there is there something that goes on between him and Daria at all? Yeah, I was getting I was getting some heat from these two. <laughs>
2: it's heat. It's so funny. Like I I'm I'm absolutely of this peer group because I remember like seeing Trent and I'm like, that is a honky teenage boy. <laughs> <laughs> As a cartoon, that's what you want. He's like alt, you know. Is he's, he's like mm-hmm. wearing a T-shirt. Does he have a goatee or like pierced ears? He's got
1: pierced ears, definitely. Yeah. I think he has some ripped jeans.
0: I think he had a goatee too.
2: He's like in a band. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He has that vibe. He has that real Gen X vibe. He's not a preppy like Zach Morris. Mm. No, he's a slacker. <laughs> so cool.
1: <laughs> I wish I could go back to the days where being lazy was cool.
2: Right? right well it's today david <laughs> even though gen x is very rarely talked about or acknowledged by the lens uh we were just told to help cancel millennials with the boomers oh yeah,
0: yeah. But,
2: but then we didn't no
0: now we're <laughs> teaming up with gen x to cancel the boomers
2: Woo! hell yeah fuck those old people yeah, I think technically I'm like the oldest millennial you can possibly be, but I feel yeah, I like that. a Gen X type.
0: Are we Gen X? Is that what we are? Yeah, no, I think, you think two I are. no, David. I think you and yeah. I are the because you're younger than us, Carolyn. Just a little. Yeah, but we're. I think I think it's like eighty eighty one is the is the beginning of the millennials. Hmm.
2: Yes, yeah, so you guys are Gen
0: X. No, we no. If the year you're born, So, like if you're oh. born. If you're born in eighty, from like eighty to two thousand, that's the, that's a millennial.
2: So you guys are millennials. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. Now I'm gonna
1: have to fit. Now I'm gonna have to eat some avocado toast, right? And. <laughs> Not right, right.
0: And get your participation trophies polished up. I, do
1: did have plenty of participation trophies.
0: <laughs> I did, too, but I still maintain that the only reason we got them was because of butthurt boomers that couldn't handle the fact that their kids were not exceptional.
1: I just remember God
0: forbid.
1: Somebody on some social media pretty much said, like, uh we never even wanted participation trophies and if we knew you'd hold it over our heads for the rest of our lives we'd never accept them either <laughs> right you think
0: right. we liked that shit no i, know. I we, didn't want a green
1: fucking ribbon we weren't fooled at all when i when i had the shelf full of trophies that said participation i knew what it meant
0: i put that <laughs> shelf
1: up to make you proud yeah, parents
0: not me i just didn't know what right? to do with
1: the trophies i'm like i guess i should display
0: these <laughs> Right? Question mark. Who
2: made the trophies? Who made the shelves? It wasn't our system. <laughs> exactly. We were just in it for the Capri Sun.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
5: is to spread joy spread light make it your goal to make others feel good and when you reach that goal you keep running until you reach the goal
6: post you hit that goal post hard oh! I think I'm going to go for a run I'll walk you actually I think I want to walk by myself for a while I only met him right before the accident me too but oh. I mean it really makes you think you got any, like, words of wisdom or whatever? Like what? I don't know. I figure you think about depressing stuff a lot. You're that type, you know? No, I don't know. I mean, the guy was a hero. A really good quarterback. Everybody liked him. Kind of hunky, you know. Not that I'd noticed something like that. And now he's just, like, the dead guy. Tell me, Kevin. Did he remind you of anyone? What do you mean? Maybe his death hit a little too close to home? Hmm.
5: I get what you're saying. But I don't believe in ghosts, are you? What? You're saying he got hit on the head out there on the football field.
0: The team's home.
5: And now it's going to be cursed or something and we're going to lose all our games. It really makes you think. I mean, you're used to being all gloomy and depressed and thinking about stuff.
6: I guess what I'd say, Brittany, is that here's this guy who really wasn't very nice and you didn't like him at all. You're sorry that he died. I am! But you don't think you feel sorry enough. And you're worried that you're not as nice a person as you thought. Yeah!
3: It's like I feel bad, but I think I should feel worse. And not feeling worse makes me feel bad all over again.
6: Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. You know, no one else seems to realize...
3: I can't believe I said that!
6: I called the dead guy a jerk! Not really. It must have been a terrible shock for someone as sensitive as you. It really makes you think. Um, yeah, but I'm dealing with it. (laughs) You probably think about the dark side all the time. The dark side? Are we talking about the Force? The dark side of life. The thoughts other people try not to have. That's your thing, right? Facing the void?
5: (laughs) No, I'm sure you're dealing with it.
6: I'm not dealing with it. <laughs> there, there. <sighs> I can't believe the way people are reacting. I mean, yeah, it's terrible what happened, but it's not as if he was nice to anyone. They're acting like they lost a friend. Boy, Darian, nothing gets through to you, does it? What's that supposed to mean? The guy died. And you're talking about what a jerk he was. I just said... <sighs> Look, you want to get some pizza? I'm going running. I'll see you later.
2: Yeah, so Trent's like the cool older brother. He plays in the band. He's always supportive. Daria, of course, totally has a thing for him that steam your feeling was right. I believe toward the end of the series, they at least have a kiss. Mm-hmm. But maybe that comes with some friction with Jane, who's his sister and, you know, is. Daria's closest relationships are your BFFs, so (laughs) how is that going to play out? Stay tuned in the future. Watch this show. Yeah, I kind of don't know where it ends. It might be interesting now that I can watch any show I want whenever I want via streaming services.
4: See how that ends.
2: (laughs) So Trent tells Daria that his sister's out running, but then he's like, maybe you should go check anyways. Maybe she's back. So it's a little, like, mysterious. Mm -hmm. Daria goes and knocks on the door. And we find out a little bit later that Jane said to Trent to tell people she was running. And he did, but he gave Daria the hint because he knows these homies need to have this talk. Yeah, he he
1: figured out what they needed and was just getting them together, right?
2: That's why he's cool.
1: (laughs) He's sensitive, yet he just doesn't show it.
2: Right. Oh, and also he was a classmate of R.I.P. Tommy Sherman. Mm Mm-hmm. And he talks about how he didn't go to class that much and then does a cough. (laughs) So he's so cool. You could tell he was doing weed before it was legal when you still had to go, like, buy it from a dealer. I don't even remember those days, although I did live through them. (laughs) It was so hard. Mm -hmm. They also don't have the internet right now. If they do, it doesn't really function. Do you guys remember trying to find addresses before you could use your phone to tell you?
1: (sighs) Well, yeah, addresses, yes, but I remember that would involve going online and using, like, MapQuest or something to...
2: Yeah, that came in a little later. I remember, like, high school, I mean, I guess I had internet in high school, but it was just this thing. I didn't know to use MapQuest yet, David.
4: Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) I just remember, like, writing down the address and then, like, looking at the numbers and just being like, what? (laughs) And a couple times you go out and you look, and if you can't find it... Because Portland, it depends on your city. Some are, like, better laid out than
4: others. Mm-hmm. And Portland
2: has a couple, like, 37th, 37th place.
4: Yeah, 37th yeah, seventh yeah. 37th and
2: a half. It has some real bullshit going on. And if y- you get lost, you get lost. I definitely, like, went out to go to places and then, like, couldn't find it and went home.
4: <laughs> I do. Times.
1: Sometimes I feel like it's an underrated part of things that have changed our society, which is our ability oh, yeah. to look up an address and get to a place on demand. And how much of it has probably like changed, yeah. like just like service industries, like you know restaurants and stuff. Now I could, you'd figure back in like the '80s, if you're not going to go to another town to go to a restaurant because you have no the, you have no idea where it is unless it's like a super famous restaurant, right? And now, right? Now someone can just name a restaurant, and be like in this city, and I'll get to it right away. I mean.
2: You would have to go and meet your friend at a place at a time. Yeah. If that didn't coordinate, you were effed in
1: the A <laughs> Yeah, if someone's late,
0: you're screwed. And then there was that fun uh, that fun bridge period when you had MapQuest. You could look it up online, but you couldn't take no, it no. with you. You had to we print know. it, so you had the sheet You, you had the to paper. print it out, so you'd have like Just the, the MapQuest printouts in the car with you that you're trying to follow as you I mean... drive around. I was like printing out a road map on demand basically Uh Uh,
2: explain that to your kids often see how stupid they think we are i think it's fair (laughs) so anyways trent winks daria up the stairs she's a little steamy frame doesn't really come through but it does you can just Mm -hmm. see those two and the animation (laughs) style is very sparse right Mm -hmm. it's like dead pan and that's the thing so it's funny to like say that they're smoldering just by like doing half-lidded eyes at each other and holding still but they are
1: <laughs> you so, can feel it
2: so daria yeah it's there it's romantic so daria goes upstairs and surprises jane a little bit and she's like are you avoiding me and jane says well not anymore <laughs> and here they have their talk now why was jane so upset you guys
1: yeah, uh, because she felt felt like she wished death on the guy. <laughs> was it then?
2: And then he died. Yeah, yeah it's a real the craft situation mm-hmm. they're going through here. Like maybe they are witches. That would be fun. <laughs> but it's also just like getting caught holding the bag on talking shit on somebody. Yeah. And then they die, and then you're stuck like knowing you talk shit so much. Yeah, like shit the only on thing you did was
1: episode. talk shit about somebody, and that's kind of what you're known for. And then in regards to that person and then they die right away and you're like oh i guess i just talked shit about somebody who just died that's kind of weird not that we'd have any experience with that not
2: that we would know no (laughs) that sounds sad sounds like a bummer (laughs) so they're able to unpack this more or less they finally to finally figure out, you know, that that's why Jane's kind of avoiding Daria is because she wished someone dead with her and then the person died. And that sucks. Mm-hmm. And Daria gets to talk about how she's sad, that everyone thinks she's sad, and that's not fun.
4: Yeah. It's not fun
2: being the sad person, but also maybe she is. <laughs> and now she doesn't have anyone to talk to, but now she does because her and Jane are getting to be homies.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think of exactly how they worked it out. They just talked it out and then that was it, right?
2: Ooh, friendship recovered pretty much.
0: How surprisingly mature. Mm-hmm.
4: Mature
2: and deadpan, and they both can handle it. And they are just realizing that it's okay to think someone was shitty and that they're dead. And that doesn't mean that you're happy that they're dead. And that part doesn't feel good.
4: Mm-hmm. But also,
2: you still don't have to be insincere. And do that weird thing we do sometimes where when somebody passes on, even if they were a shitbag, you adulate them beyond what they're supposed to be. You can never speak ill of the dead.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not for them. It, It gets more complicated when it's personal, like in a personal circle where you didn't like somebody, but other people did. And then they die and you're like talking to them direct, you know, even if it's like family members or stuff. And then you might have to fake a little of it just because, you know.
2: Sure. It's not always yeah. about the
1: person who died. It's about the living who knew the person too, right? Right. right.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, if it's a but if
2: it's a celebrity, you can just say all the shit you want. Yeah, you can, or you can just exactly. not
1: say anything because people probably don't really care. No, 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 not, <laughs> not. That's
0: not true. Mm-hmm. That's what not what true. kind of a millennial are you? <laughs> <laughs>
2: An old one. We're so old for millennials. <laughs> Wait, there's a different one. What's the new, new generation, Gen Z? Xennials. Good luck, Xenials.
1: Good luck, Xenials.
2: I hope you have good cartoons. I hope you get to wear Doc Martin boots and green hoodies. They're doing it. They're doing all these new things.
4: Don't worry. We all
1: think you're lazy and self-entitled by the time you're 22. So you look forward
0: to that. Get a
2: real mortgage. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, the funny thing is is that like boomers call everyone who's like fifteen to twenty five a millennial. Yeah. That's like, just not the case anymore it will mm-hmm. perpetually always not be the case.
2: Boomers have their own problems. There were different laws about gas back then. Everybody everybody <laughs> had gas poisoning as children and they ate paint. You can't expect too much out of a boomer, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Don't quote me on that though when they die. I
4: never <laughs> <said it. laughs>
2: well, we go back to class and we're in Mr. O'Neill's and he's just being all sad and overwrought with it, but mm. he's working it out with some Alfred Lord Tennyson quotes.
1: Yeah, it's better to have loved and lost than to have never loved at all.
2: That one, that's the quote, that's a big one. We've all heard that. <laughs> we well, have. Yeah. It's a classic ass quote, and, right yep, there.
1: Yeah, and Daria goes over how it means like it's better to feel something than to not feel something, because if you love, then you'll feel the pain of not loving. But if you never love, then you never feel anything. And
0: yeah, Daria, true. Daria basically like takes control of this fucking English class. Yeah, <laughs> yes. rightfully like... so, I think. <laughs> You know this this whole episode is about her mm. is about her coming in terms of the fact that everyone views her as the misery chick mm-hmm. but if I was Dari I'd be far more pissed off at the fact that like <laughs> I'm not getting paid to teach this English class apparently oh. well
1: but she figures that out quickly though i think
0: well okay. <laughs> right that's true that is true we
2: get there in uh, a momento i like how the scene starts off with like he says that quote and he's like uh who has who wants to discuss that and Brittany raises her hand and she's like it's about love <laughs> <laughs> anyone else anyone
0: else i mean she's not wrong uh, yeah. she's, she's not not right entirely she's
2: just not right enough poor Brittany.
0: According to the uh, to the cracked oh, research yeah. team, up, Alfred Alfred Lord Tennyson is the ninth most frequently quoted writer in the Oxford Dictionary of Quotations. Whoa, mm-hmm.
2: who's the next one? Michael Crichton.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would assume he's number one, right? He's
2: I mean. number one for sure.
1: <clears throat> only if you're around me, no. <laughs> no, or
2: know. Or dinosaurs, know.
0: <laughs> or
1: helicopters. Uh, <dinosaurs>. <laughs>
0: Three-fourths of everything David says is actually a Michael Crichton (laughs) quote. No one knows it but David. (laughs)
1: Speaking of complicated relationships with people who died.
2: (laughs) David owes Michael Crichton's estate so much money for for all the material.
1: No, I I was... Austin and I were talking about it the other day, and then I looked I looked through his bibliography. I'm like, man, I fell off of him at the exact right time because the next <laughs> there was a clear like, oh, this is like I read all his books up to here, and then I didn't read this one, and that one was then I looked into it. I'm like, that would have been a terrible book to read, <laughs> like, and I it may have came at an impressionable time for me, and it could have led to disaster. So it's a good thing I avoided State of Fear. I can tell you that. Oh.
2: The Roads Less Travels yeah, by Michael Crichton. <laughs> I did read Travels
1: by Michael Crichton. I, could...
2: I didn't even know that I was close <laughs> to telling the That's truth. his autobiography
1: where he talks about being able to oh, see yeah. people's he auras. About spoon bending and you can bend I like spoons. That yep, yep. And you can see yep. yeah, chakras and everything. I
2: like chakras. I'm all in on chakras. Yeah. So, Oh, yeah, oh, yeah.
1: Just don't let it lead to denying global warming, and it's all.
2: I, mean, I think I'm gonna.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> the climate's doing fine, David. Yeah, exactly. Enjoy it, millennials. <laughs> You're welcome. Sorry, sorry. Mm-hmm. It was the boomers. We're sorry. So, <laughs> so Daria bested the class. She said that you know, and it's true. This is what I with grief. I've, you know, lost a couple pits. Oh, it's mm-hmm. so sad. But it's like, while I know it's so sad and I will, like, make a mess in the veterinarian's office yeah. when I'm going through it, it is just like, that's the cost of having love. And mm-hmm. you're punching a ticket for grief later. And then me reaping, me sowing, right? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, when it happens. Yeah. But that's just the cost of having love and loss, And that's what Michael Crichton and Alfred Lord Tennyson knew. <laughs> so- We'll just experience that in due time, guys. I'm
1: not even sure Michael Crichton has loved, but that's a whole different discussion. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Oh, Oh, I want to start a new podcast with David where we just do a super deep dive into Michael Crichton.
2: That would be really fun. You guys should definitely get a Velociraptor on it.
0: Like, one book, a podcast, wouldn't be deep enough. Like, mm. we need no, to find a way chapter. to go even deeper. Chapter yeah, by
2: chapter just... by fucking 300 chapters.
0: Right? Is it, is it movies by minute, but, like, books by chapter, yeah. and we just do, all, do of all of Michael Craig's. You could do
2: page if you wanted to <laughs> torture yourselves. I think that would be the minute equivalent. Uh... Sorry to say.
5: La 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 And the Fashion Club is going to pick up a collection to get safe new goalposts. Like to honor the dead guy's memory. Quinn, what a wonderful impulse. Daria gave me that idea. She's really good at this tragic stuff.
6: Thanks. But it was one of the safe new goalposts that fell on him.
5: Oh! Well, it's the thought that
6: counts. Oh. Hey, Daria. Hi, Trent. Janie went running. Oh, well, I'll see her another time. Scary about Tommy Sherman. Yeah, you knew him, right? We had a couple of classes together. I mean, we didn't see him much. You know, he didn't show up too often. Not like you, huh? <laughs> I guess I might have missed a few classes now that you mention it. Weird though, freak accident. Would you say it really makes you think No. Thank you for that, Trent. Huh? Why don't you just head on up? (laughs) Yo, come on in. Oh, hi. Are you avoiding me? Uh, not anymore? I haven't felt like talking to anybody. I'm not anybody, and I'd like to talk to someone. But you've been talking to everyone. No, everyone's been talking to me. There's a difference. You've been treating it like, oh, well, another stupid day the guy died i know he died i'm sorry he died but i'm not gonna pretend he was some great person when he wasn't people aren't upset because tommy sherman died they're upset because they're gonna die it really makes you think funny thanks a lot so then why have you been avoiding me because i've been trying not to think
2: So yeah, Daria's Conquered English class. She's Miss Misery, but she knows what she's talking about. She's very wise for being a sad Gen Xer. And sure enough, she's butting up with Jane still, they're walking that hallway. And she's approached by another member of her sister Quinn's fashion club. And I didn't look up this character's name, but here she is. And she's sad because she also has lost a pet or it's touch and go with her cat, who is having an overdose on foundation.
1: Vomiting all day is what they said. Nah.
2: And it might die. I don't know. It doesn't <laughs> sound good for Fluffy. Yeah. yeah, It was like it was
0: like vomit. He like ate her makeup and then vomited yeah. or something like that.
2: Which doesn't sound like a real problem. It's like <laughs> right. that a problem?
1: <laughs> like how much but makeup did you eat? Yeah, man.
2: <laughs> Cats love makeup and hate Mondays. It have they
1: been tested on animals? <laughs> <laughs>
2: But not eating, just in their eyes.
4: Yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah.
2: So this is to Austin's point when Daria finds out that the only way that a Gen Xer can survive in this Boomer landscape <laughs> is to capitalize yeah. on the exploitation yeah. and emotional it's labor
1: gig economy, right?
2: <laughs> yes. Yes. And there are things now. I hear them on other podcasts I listen to where they're like, "You can have a therapist over Skype." Yeah. You pay I know, them, yeah. like you know. Only not terrible, crazy amount per month, and you can talk to therapists. It's like so it's like that.
1: Uber for therapists, alright.
2: Yes. Which I mean, I'm not going to drive anywhere, not in, not in these times of the <laughs> disease. But they're kind of over. I hope we all get vaccinated soon, guys. High five. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, Daria says I will tell you how to feel better for ten dollars, and this girl she gives in right there in the hallway pulls mm. out the wallet daria says the best way to not feel sad anymore is to start feeling something else and she's like that's it yeah and
4: then she's gets mad it's
2: working already mm. da-da, da-da. i
1: feel like daria could put a little more effort into that if she's getting paid but you know uh.
2: no David, <laughs> <she's> daria <laughs> That's her thing. She's a model of a generation. Mm. She's me and half of the other women Austin knows. In her <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm, how, how come she hasn't had a big resurgence? She really did identify... She was right there for a lot You're of like us. So, and I bet if there was um... like, a dress like Daria in the park day, every mm. bitch my age would show up. It would be fun.
1: I feel like there's a bit of a, like... a resurgence, but... Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, I feel I like I that. I see right. her get referenced a fair amount. Mm-hmm. Some of it some of it might be the the lack of streaming just because so much like retro pop culture these days is keyed off of especially like these very limited days of of the pandemic. Mm. Uh mm-hmm. is it, is keyed off of like whether or not something is streaming on a on a wildly it's available platform, which is not to suggest true. that Paramount Plus, which is not just CBS All Access <laughs> rebranded, is not a superior streaming <laughs> service on the level in terms of popularity of Netflix and Hulu. I would never sure. have such excursions yeah, on Paramount no. Plus, but we love uh, Paramount Plus. but I just I feel like you know if Daria was on Netflix, you might see a more <laughs> obvious. It's uh, true, or Disney Plus. Getting... I thought
4: people yeah. being on that.
1: Yeah. Was I wrong, or did Daria have issues with music licenses? And
0: does... oh, I think that was part of it too. So too, true, yeah.
2: huh? She did because it was MTV, mm-hmm. and yeah. it, she was so of the time. Ah. Uh. I and so that if kept if her the... off of
0: the like T V on D V D boom of right. the of the early they... aughts and then that led to streaming issues. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Yeah, did they change the songs in there or did they just get the rights? I bet they in the...
2: did. I'm not sure if with mm. this shit like with, yeah, <laughs> with Paramount Plus we're Do
1: you get the actual original or have they modified? Yeah.
2: That's a good question. I wonder, and I wonder if it's available anywhere. You know, wink if I can get that because she did have a banging soundtrack. So, and it's so it's.
0: Well, I'll put it this no, way. I'll ask. Yeah. This is this is from the uh, from the Gruel Orphans, mm. uh, the DVD release of Daria: The Complete Series. Uh, creator Glenn Eichler says in the notes that 99 percent of the music has been changed because the cost of licensing the many music bites we would have we used would have made it impossible to release the collection and for many years did make it impossible to release the collection he compared it to an episode of The Twilight Zone, where the astronaut comes home and his wife can't figure out what's different about him until it dawns on her that instead of a cool song from 1997 playing, it's some dude she's never heard of. Yeah, it's just like that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that sounds sad. I wonder if there's an intact version. No, so I would
0: have to assume, again, not to cast aspersions on Paramount Plus, not having the available cash to pony up the dough to get the proper music mm-hmm. licensing that they're probably just streaming that complete series cut uh, with with the vastly modified yeah. music.
2: This is why we should be more like Britain and not charge as much for our freaking songs and our shows so we can have flagpole Siddha in the middle of
4: Daria <laughs> as much as we want.
0: Yeah, I mean that's another I mean that's that's another complicated discussion where it's like, you know, Artists should get their cut, but if no one's willing to pay it, they're not getting it anyway. And so then, uh, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Well, is it the artists who are getting the cut or the studios? And then that's right. The whole, Somehow
0: right. it's never the artist. Be right. laws on like oops.
1: public domain keep changing just to keep people. You know, people have rights to yeah. things that probably shouldn't have rights anywhere else. <laughs>
0: yeah. Stay. Stay tuned. We have an email about that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs>
2: uh-oh spaghettios! spaghettios. yeah uh well let's wrap it up then fam because that's it that's it for daria when mm-hmm. we get that sweet sweet capitalism uh her and jane have a little bit of a thing where daria's like that was wrong and jane's like yeah you should have charged 20 mm-hmm. then we have some kind of ending theme song which is not that cool but it's fine mm-hmm. and you have to wonder what it used to be
4: And they do title cards
2: where they draw their characters dressed in whole other outfits that the designers think are fun. And that's Daria. Uh, David Bitsenhofer, was anything special for you about this episode?
1: Uh... (laughs) Uh, It's always nice to see assholes get their comeuppance, I suppose, you know? uh... (laughs) Yeah.
2: That's true. Uh, it was very rewarding and
1: that. Mm-hmm. And you know, it was uh it was just interesting to go over, I guess, to meditate on death for a little bit and how to properly handle it even though there's not, never a great way to do that. But
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Austin, anything special for you?
0: I mean, I liked the the scenes in the English class talking about uh, <laughs> Al- Alfred Lord Tennyson. That, uh, that 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 really hit me hit me where I live. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, Tennyson
2: is very popular author, right up there. Michael Crichton. Yeah. Yep, Tennyson and
0: Crichton, the, the the twin giants of the literary world. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah. For me, the whole thing is great to revisit just because, you know, it has that vibe. I definitely, I think I was more like Quinn's age rather than Daria's age when this came out. So you get to be a little aspirational, like your cool older sisters, like my cool older sisters. I was the perky annoying one to them, but I was like the Daria deadpan one to most of my classmates. So I got to. Straddle both spheres. It's all
0: a spectrum. <laughs>
2: it is. It's there's lots of spectrums, and that's another thing the Gen Zs are good at knowing, and the Boomers just can't figure out. Right. Gen-, <laughs> Gen Xers kind of get. So yay, we're opening it up. Um, yeah, the whole vibe. The whole vibe was very special. I liked it. I remembered it, and it's cool to see a lady who's deadpan and, on Wii riddled just get to be that way and be pretty respected in her situation. She, (laughs) Daria sure gets a better shake here than in Beavis and Butthead, even though she wasn't the butt of those jokes, she just has a better universe to play in. And it's fun to see a teen girl cartoon for the goth kids. We don't even get too many of those today. I'd like to see Daria get a revival. That might be fun. I think King of the Hill is, so that's exciting.
0: Daria does have a revival coming, <gasps> theoretically. Oh, um,
2: snap. What a great day for me. I didn't know that. That's fun. Uh, that's why we did this episode, I mean. <laughs> 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 yeah, that was very special. And we did end up having a couple actually sincere meditations on death here. So I have got to give it props for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would have been a little fun to see the football guy die. <laughs> 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 Although I get why they didn't. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to animate. And this clearly has a pretty limited animation budget. And I always appreciate, you know, how far a show can be without moving their characters too much because your wrist really gets tired. <laughs> Any cheat you can find. Kind of like the antithesis to Save by the Bell in a mm-hmm. lot of ways. It's not perky but it's not goofy, that goofy, but it is, like, still teens doing...
1: But they were both on a budget.
2: Yeah, the <laughs> budget. <laughs> Definitely, for real. I wonder which one cost less money per episode. Yeah, I
4: don't know. Hmm.
2: So, yeah, uh, the whole thing is very special, and it did touch on actual issues. And um, imagine if, like, the cool 90s songs were there, you know, like...
3: Yeah.
4: ...Bush, or Pearl <laughs> Jam... Mm-hmm
2: what's garbage one with a lady yeah mm-hmm. flagpole sitter <laughs> <laughs> so yes that is daria the misery chick finale of the first season thank you stacy for the suggestion hope you guys had fun
1: Mm-hmm. thank you la, la, la.
6: It is better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. Just what is Lord Tennyson talking about here? Brittany? Um,
5: love? Anyone
6: else? Well, he's acknowledging that if something makes you feel good, like being in love, there must be a corresponding painful side, like losing in love. That's just a fact of life. Sad, but true. He says emotional involvement can bring pleasure and extraordinary pain. Then he declares that it's still better than never feeling anything at all. That is excellent, Daria! Hello? Uh, Quinn's cousin or whatever? Yeah? Quinn said you were really good with, like, bummed-out stuff? Yeah? My cat? He, like, got into my makeup or something and, like, OD'd on foundation and he spent the whole day puking and i've been feeling bad about it and i was wondering if you had like some advice or something ten dollars in advance oh uh sure so like what's your advice find some other way to feel then you won't feel sad good luck that's what i get for ten dollars are you kidding see it's working already
2: We are a very special episode, and we're about to go away, but before we do, (laughs) we remembered to find the key to our dusty mailbox in the bottom of a cavern, and we chased the orphans away for long enough to get in there. Oh, my God. Mailbag.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so... It's been a long time since we've to our mailbag. That's mostly my fault because I'm the one that's in charge of the orphans that are in charge of the mailbox. Yeah. Um, so assuming that the system that I believe I started, which was to mark anything that we haven't read on air as not read and anything that has been read on air as read is true, uh, I don't know if that is true, but we're going to assume that it is. Uh, we have a few uh, emails here to go over. If you sent in an email and and I don't reference it here, uh, then my system is broken and I apologize. Uh, email
2: us again and we'll get it within. The email us again five and I years. will
0: do my goddamnedest to uh, <laughs> to get to this again sooner. Or
2: well, half halfdastest. Yes,
0: than we did last time. Uh, but of course, you can also uh, send us stuff at. Uh, uh, a twitter at avse pod or on our facebook page um where where some combination of us uh, pays vastly more attention than we do to this to this dusty old mailbox that's uh, true that said most of these are suggestions for uh for things that we could cover which we always appreciate Love um, it. we
2: like to try to get around to them this is a listener suggestion so right you never right know. so this is
0: conveniently timed for our mailbait check-in. Um, we have a number of emails from uh, from a Steve, just Steve. What's uh, that Steve. Hey Steve. I believe Steve I believe Steve lives in Canada. Oh, um, weird. oh man. That would be another that would be another word that I intentionally mispronounce. I get uh, it now. Uh, just based on some of his suggestions including it's uh yeah. <laughs> I'm all for it. Let's Can do it. Keep that in mind. <laughs> Keep that in mind. That's another spoiler alert. To <laughs> uh, I'm Canadian children's sketch show. You can't do that on television. Oh, oh yeah, I that, saw that.
2: Yeah. I was on Nickelodeon. Yeah, they yeah, have
0: yeah. a they have a smoking episode. They have oh, really? a uh, adoption episode. Um, that would uh, that would work for our theme. Uh, he also mentions a Canadian was, cartoon. Uh, I've never. Go ahead
1: i was gonna say i was actually recently talking to lauren about you can't do that on television just wondering how much nickelodeon owes to that show because it like was the genesis of sliming and like right. what right. a big franchise slime just in general is thanks to it they and were
2: sliming mfers into the 2000s exactly we're still doing
1: it i think and
0: we not right there was, times, there. there was yeah no there's football game where they were like it was like broadcast at nickelodeon and they would like digitally slime them when they got in the end zone Uh, digital
1: yeah it was cartoon (laughs) i think they wanted to slime the head coach of uh new orleans saints i don't know if it actually happened but he agreed to do it if he if they won but i don't know if he actually he's an old crusty football coach i don't even know if he knew what he agreed to and so (laughs) i don't know if they got him or not that's a short version Anyways.
6: Slime
2: Origins, much respect. Slime. That's something.
0: He also mentions a uh, 80s Canadian cartoon called The Raccoons. Okay. Oh, I've um, seen
2: this as well briefly, yeah.
0: I have not heard of that one. My uh, like, like,
2: foggy memories of Nickelodeon mm-hmm. at the there, Babysitter's. There's yeah. some
0: episodes there. He also recommends some episodes uh, of a show. Uh, that um, once I say this, it will it will probably wake up Lauren and make her scream in <laughs> joy, uh, which is Gem and the Holograms.
4: Oh yeah! yeah, yeah. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs>
1: truly, truly, truly outrageous.
0: Yeah. Um, so there's a bunch of uh, Gem and the Hologram episodes that uh, that Steve references here. So. Uh, David, if, uh, if Lauren listens to this and then is pressuring you to do some Gem and Holograms, we have some specific suggestions that we can
4: uh-huh.
2: ask on. Have her guests. We should get a true fan to guide us.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, then, then we have a couple of emails from somebody with a really goofy ass last name. <laughs> uh-huh. Will, Will, William Bitesen Hoofer? Uh-huh.
2: Mm, weird. That's
0: yeah, that's, eats an offer. Name. Yeah, it's a weird. Uh, That's the worst uh, game I've ever heard. Uh, he's 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 inquiring as to how one becomes a special guest, <laughs> and I can tell him that clearly being the brother of one of the hosts is not the answer to that question.
2: <laughs> it's all about who you know.
1: Yeah. Yes, so you have to know more people, more important people in this podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, he also he's also requesting uh, more Seinfeld episodes. Okay. Uh, to which I emphatically respond, no more Seinfeld episodes.
1: <laughs> Puerto
2: Rican Day sure wasn't good. <laughs>
1: Did you have suggestions or you just want some random nope. thing? Okay.
0: Uh, the email was, quote, more Seinfeld episodes. Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Mm-hmm. End quote.
2: David, talk to your brother.
0: <laughs>
2: don't use our years-old email. Just like call him.
1: That's what I'm Austin for.
2: That one's
0: less <laughs> than a year old. That one's less <laughs> than a year old.
2: Still not good communication.
0: <laughs> uh, and then uh, we have an email from uh, Siobhan Jess, uh, who I think is on our Facebook page. I've seen come. I think it's Facebook. Uh, possibly twitter pretty sure it's facebook uh she's commented on some of our uh, some of our episode posts there before uh she is writing us from the uh uk or united kingdom mm-hmm. as the kids wow. say uh this one this one fits into your uh fits into your wheelhouse david there's Don't an me. episode of law and order svu called Ooh. selfish where uh, Hillary Duff plays a C- Casey Anthony-style mum, <laughs> and it turns out to be an episode about anti vaxxers Question mark. <laughs> I've never yeah. seen it, but it sounds fascinating or at least bonkers. I did some Nancy Drewing. It didn't find out where it would be showing, but she sends this link to the IMDb page. So yeah, I mean that Just was. Sure
1: I think I I've seen that one. I don't know. I feel like if I did an SVU, I'd really want to do the Robin Williams one because that one is pretty bananas Ooh. and. He plays basically a Batman villain in it. <laughs> Is that
2: a furry one? Mm-hmm. If you
0: that? want to do a, a, a Law & Order episode for this podcast, in addition to your episode-by-episode episode reviews... <laughs> no, this would be, be, be
1: SVU, and I would never... I don't think I Tom could recap Tom. all the SVUs. That'd be... <laughs> <that'd> be much. My... <laughs> That
0: would probably break your soul. Yeah, I know.
4: We
2: should do the one about furries, too. I guess it made the furry community pretty mad. Oh, yeah. I I feel
0: like like the vast majority of Law & Order episodes probably make the something community. Yeah,
4: yeah.
2: (laughs) They just roll through and exploit every (laughs) subculture. Right,
0: right. Chung Chung. Siobhan says, Mm -hmm. thanks for the work you put into the podcast. Really hope you're all well.
1: Oh, thank you. We hope you're well, too.
0: this was this was a relatively recent email. This was this was but five days ago. So. Oh, man. oh my
2: goodness, um, that's so recent! Like we check right? our mail all the time, and we just got a message.
0: Um, and then, uh, this last email we received from. Uh, Spotify content protection. <laughs> we okay, have good. received a complaint from Universal Music Group that the following content infringes the intellectual property rights of Universal Music Group. What? While this claim is under investigation, the episode has been taken down. Episode what? title AVSE Pod Episode 84 Degrassi The Next Generation Time Stands <gasps> bill Parts 1 and 2. Oh, I
2: could have sworn it was going to be Peep Show because it's
0: and there's some other nonsense and and whatnot Uh, i've got Uh,
1: opinions on (laughs) DMCA's. now to be fair as most people know know i put songs at the end of the show and yeah and i know i'm already flirting well i think austin does too sometimes but Mm-hmm. We're certainly flirting mm-hmm. with stuff that I know could certainly. I don't know get us in trouble is a lot wrong term just get us get shows <laughs> taken down like that happened right
2: yeah. and, and we like our clips. Daddy likes his clips.
1: So we're not the yeah we're not the most sympathetic figures in this. I'll put it. I just know that a lot of DMCA Oops. shit is bullshit. But then what's mm-hmm. funny is the idea behind copyright. I think in general is it's a problem if a if i'm making money at all but whatever but it's not even actually about making money it's like if what we're providing can be a suitable replacement for what like universal music is trying to sell that's where Mm, the the theoretical issue is and my guess would be i put a drake song at the end of (laughs) the episode and they're probably not happy about that and that i guess is fine (laughs) But I'd like to know the people who are deciding that listening to our podcast is the suitable replacement for, like, listening to a Drake song on Pandora or something, right? (laughs) Like, I'm going to fast forward to the end of this podcast so I can get to this song that I'm not going to look up the millions of other places you could
0: get that song in. Take that, Drake. I also want to know what the official title is. For the guy whose job with the Universal Music <laughs> Group Worldwide yeah. is to listen to dumbass podcasts yeah, on Spotify, searching out possible copyright infringement.
1: Well, I mean, <laughs> well, a lot of it's just uh, of algorithms and stuff that just I know, yeah. match I match up to the sounds, out. right? And then right.
0: I just think it's funny that between. This show and Saved by the Bell reviewed. I don't know. We've been doing this for what ten fucking years? It feels mm-hmm. like.
2: Jesus! Oh yeah, no!
0: Maybe I not. Didn't
2: find a new hobby.
0: I mean, maybe not quite that long, but I mean, it's been a number of years. We've churned That's out hundreds of episodes. This is not the first episode that we have put music like that in. <laughs> and that like it's just this one random. And somehow it, and this our... one
1: got flagged, and then, yeah.
0: Right. And, our, and then our podcasts are hosted on, like, as we say at the end of every every episode, like you can listen on, you know, iTunes, Spotify, right. Podbean, Google Play. Uh, this one episode on this one platform. Yeah, it's a lot to get.
1: You can listen to us on all these platforms platform except one episode on one platform, and it been taken. Right,
0: away. right. Which you can no longer, no longer listen to.
1: That no, we will not fight in court about it. I, I apologize to our audience in in advance. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: yeah so if you're a spotify listener you're making your way through our back catalog and you get to episode 84 hop over just you yeah, hop onto our website and, and yeah. stream it directly from there. <laughs> and then uh and then hop back to spotify it's cool yeah
2: make sure to play some drake to give him that streaming nickel yeah
1: exactly
0: <laughs> i mean if if the if the ringer podcast network can make me go listen to their back catalog on spotify then uh it's, it's not the end of the world for you to hop off of it to come listen mm. to episode 84 somewhere else
2: Degrassi goes there
1: yeah. Yeah. I went there I too edgy It's they're censoring me it's a, whatever happened to the first amendment damn it
2: I hope we get most of our listenership from people who have to check our DRM and they really don't like us while they're doing it Right.
1: Mm.
0: right
2: yeah, I always chop my clips into, like, I think it's, what, under 30 seconds? Yeah, like 30 I mean, there's... Bubbles, I mean. There's ways to do it. I I don't... No one checks me because I don't feel like I would pass a court thing. <laughs> but, I mean, good job, everybody. That's... Mm-hmm. Ooh, we're getting sued. Okay. <laughs> so. Finally. There, there's
0: our mailbox.
2: Yay, we did it. Now write us more mail. Send us uh, more listener reviews and stars. And seriously, thanks for the suggestions, you guys. There's no guarantee, but we might do them. And we like talking to you about television, obviously.
0: I mean, so the, yeah. fat, the sad truth of it is, is the longer we do this show, the more necessary your suggestions become. Yeah, that's right. we start, as we start to run out of ideas and or uh, uh, popular, well-known, very special mm-hmm. episodes that we have had on our short list to do. As that list gets shorter, we need to restock it with things, and
2: it's true. We should uh, make a little dock between us about like a free-floating fan ideas mm-hmm. and other ideas. Yeah, yeah and then you'll just staring down your episode. You know what the fuck to do? Listener suggestion,
0: right? Especially
2: right. if you're interested in the show too, which was the case here. Ah, uh, so dear listeners, thank you for joining us. Thank you for emailing us. Thank you for listening to us on a very special episode. Thank you for listening to a very special episode. We are on a very special episode. Podcast.com. Twitter at avsepod, A-V-S-E-P-O-D at gmail.com. And on Facebook. And on iTunes. And on Podbean. And on Google Play. And on Stitchlier. But watch out for that Degrassi episode, of course. Austin Gordon, when you're not very special episoding at gravestones of people from high school, <laughs> where are you online? I don't even...
0: <laughs> know
4: how to was, follow that up. Uh it was, it was. right. Uh you can
0: follow me on Twitter at Austin Gorton. Um I've started I've started tweeting out a uh, a hashtag trading card a day. Uh I starting mean. starting with the with the first series of Marvel Universe trading cards. So uh you can, you can find those on my Twitter feed once a day. Uh, Sunday, uh, the day before we recorded this episode, the, the Aunt May trading card came out, which is kind of the, the peak of all trading cards ever. From um, a so certain it's, point of view. It's really just downhill from here. So, <laughs> um, But come check it out. We just ride down that hill with us uh, over there on, on the Twitter. And uh, you can read my writing at com and at comicsxf.com. Uh, I reviewed an episode of WandaVision over there and uh, wrote a uh, uh, egregiously long but hopefully uh, speedy to read primer episode on uh, primer article on Wanda and Vision before that show started. And I just did another one for uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, which is on the old the old Disney Plus, which is a a vastly inferior streaming service to (laughs) Paramount Plus.
2: So now we're gonna get suited, guys. Yeah. Uh, David Bitsenhofer, when you're not tastelessly foreshadowing the death of someone, mm. where can our listeners keep up with you?
1: I'm tastefully foreshadowing the death of people <laughs> on Twitter, at Doctor Bets. That's Doctor spelled out, and at therealgentlemanofleisure dot
0: If you if you hop over onto David's Twitter feed right now, uh, you can still s- click through all of his. Uh, uh, his log of St. Patrick's Day drinking and marvel at the vast superhuman powers of his liver. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. It's so impressive. I really feel like I'm getting drunk even when I'm just like putting a little bourbon on ice cream. Oh yeah, it's great. Day. I mean, I've lived,
0: I've lived vicariously through David on St. Patrick's Day for several St. Patrick's days now, and it's it's wonderful.
2: Me too. I really feel housed. It's great. I have to adhere to
1: the tradition of my ancestors.
2: Yeah. yeah just like be a leprechaun
1: <laughs> on the side
2: of the road the next day i am your host this evening carolyn may and when i'm not exploiting the gig economy in pain of others for puny profits you can find me online i'm on twitter at carolyn main c-a-r-o-l-y-n-m-a-i-n like the street i have a card game pitch please and you can buy that at PitchPlease.FUN. it's very fun like the name implies you can keep up with me also on Patreon, which is a great place to see stuff and just plunk money at people. And together, you know us as a very special episode. You can find us at a very special episode podcast.com. You can tweet us, good episodes to watch at Twitter at AVSEPOD. We're also AVSEPOD at gmail.com, and we're on Facebook. Check us out on iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, and Stitcher, except the Degrassi episode. You gotta <laughs> dig for that, motherfuckers.
4: <laughs>
0: I mean, it's literally everywhere else. It's just not on Spotify.
2: Yeah, because yeah, Drake is coming for you, David.
0: <laughs> Bring it,
1: Drake.
2: Wheelchair Jimmy's come cap your yeah, ass. Exactly. Um, <laughs> for a very special episode, I'm telling you that Uh, When you're just a misery chick facing the void at the end of the day, Uh, at least if you've been a loser your whole life, then you've never had to peak in high school. Mm. See you next time, everybody. Bye! Bye. Mm.
1: I know, I know. Uh. So, So, we got to talking about the new Saved by the Bell. And like the on peacock or whatever and then i'm talking about it then i get on about like how screech isn't in it and we're talking about that and i'm like yeah and like apparently according to mark paul gossler like they wanted him for a few episodes but he wanted more money than they were willing to give and i'm like and i'm saying like and that's so stupid because like he should be paying them to get on the show because who the hell is dustin diamond and then becky's like i I think he had like cancer or something and I was like really he has cancer and then Lauren's like hmm let me look it up and then she's like apparently he died two hours ago <laughs> I
4: was
1: like what and, and so yeah that's how I found out uh, Dustin Diamond died Was <laughs> I was talking shit about him and then we looked him up and then it's like oh He's dead.
0: Yeah, record this and then watch it at your leisure.
1: This dick's got a goalpost and I
0: got nothing. This sucks. Yeah. Hey, Numb Nuts, next time try not hitting the goalpost.
2: Take that, football man.
0: Like, the football team was not the Apex jocks. I'll put it that way.
2: Who is cursed by a ghost.
1: Which is also a little weird because as I think about it, it seems to suggest and maybe... This is meta that, like, the entire game is played on a 2D plane.
2: It really makes you look like an idiot, which is fun.
1: Also two-dimensional cartoon character, so maybe he has no choice. But to go on that one look.
0: It would make your face look real pretty, David, if you would just do it a little more often.
1: I don't even know that for a fact.
0: Because <laughs> he gets off on it, and then it's too stupid to pay attention to where he's going. I totally forgot there were three dimensions. hmm Feels like it's a testament to both his, like, vanity and stupidity.
1: Students celebrated on the field and tried to take out the goalpost, and then it fell on an actual student, I believe. And he died. <gasps> huh. I don't think it's as funny to some people as it would be. That like the it was weird for me. I'll put it that way. Which,
2: That's unrealistic.
1: But I feel like we there's also somebody who died recently that we haven't talked about that we should. It
0: is. It's it's complicated, because because he is like he. Do, it doesn't seem like he was a very good guy. You're like oh my god, it's so sad, gone too soon. Because he wasn't. You kind of seem like a dick too.
3: Like. I'm insulting you. Why aren't you getting this?
0: Yeah, he's dead. He deserved it. Cause
3: like, we- Yeah, that was this. A, B, and C on your home PC with some VIPs of SBTB. Was it Austin G, Dr. D, B, R, A, T, or the C, money? What the heck was with that TV? This podcast is kind of funny. Excuse us all, because we got to go pee. That was a very special episode We dissected that shift from head to toe. Did the time fly by or was it slow? Got so many life lessons, oh how we've grown Seen so much TV that we're gonna explode Next time, on a very special episode